Hey there, and welcome to the Life of a Cheerleading Coach. I'm your host, Marley Sievers. With four years of high school coaching experience, six years of experience as an instructor and choreographer for the National Cheerleaders Association, and over a decade in the cheerleading industry, join me as we navigate through the world of high school coaching together. Here we go. This week, I sat down with one of my biggest role models and mentors in the sport of cheerleading. It is my old high school cheerleading coach, Robin Peterson. We talked about her experiences in coaching as well as any pieces of advice she has for coaches who are trying to navigate their program. Be sure to stay tuned to hear that conversation. All right, so I'm going to have you go ahead and just introduce yourself and talk about your experience in cheerleading and coaching. Okay. Um, hi, my name is Robin Peterson. I was a coach for 16 years. Four of those years were in San Antonio. That's where I started my coaching career. Um, and then I moved to Colorado where I started coaching at Legacy High School. I didn't start cheer coaching. I actually started cheer, you know, way before that when I was a little girl and, you know, also cheered in high school and college and just didn't want to give it up. And that's kind of what led me to being a a coach. So yeah, that's where I'm not coaching now. When I left Colorado, I gave that part up, um, at least for now. We'll see. I might go back to it. But for now, I'm, I've given coaching up for a while. So awesome. What are the key skills to have when you're working as a coach? Um, so it seems very simple, but... I think one of the best things that you can do is obviously be organized. I mean, anybody would say that, but it's also just to plan ahead. A lot of coaches don't realize how far ahead that you have to plan in order to get things done. And the further you plan ahead and the more you have done, the less stressed you'll be. Um, So then you can be more present when you're coaching. I think a lot of people are kind of just treading water, trying to get everything done that has to be done behind the scenes that they don't really, they can't really just be a coach, you know, when they walk into the gym with their athletes. So that would probably be the number one thing I would say. Um, The other thing I would say is, you know, develop good relationships with the people around you. Um, Not only your, obviously your coaches that you coach with your athletes, but you know, the parents, the custodians, you know, the bookkeeper, admin, the teachers at your school, the other coaches, you know, all of that um, will make your life way easier. What has been your favorite thing about coaching and what got you involved in it? Okay. So um, my mom said I was born a cheerleader. She always joked about it that, you know, even when I was playing sports, when I was little, you know, I was busy cheering on everybody else and not really paying attention to, you know, the ball coming at me or, you know, whatever else I was supposed to be doing. So, you know, just kind of born that person that was, you know, just meant to be cheering other people on um, and encouraging others. So, you know, just a funny little thing, but I think that as far as coaching goes, I, I don't know. I, I got in it because I loved it. I didn't want to give it up. I had always been a leader within every 
team that I had been a part of, um, you know, I was promoted to like a captain or, you know, a, a leader of some sort. Um, so I knew what it meant to have that responsibility in some form or fashion. And, and so when I put it on my resume, I didn't realize how in need cheer coaches were. And I mean, I think that's basically what got my job in San Antonio because I was brand new, never had a job before. And all of a sudden I'm coaching in a super 5A school. And yeah, just because they were in need of a coach. So that was kind of where my, where it started. That's awesome. I feel like a lot of places are in need of coaches right now too, just because of the turnaround that's been happening, but. Absolutely. What's the best experience you've had as a coach? Okay. Well, a few things pop in my head as far as coaching goes, you know, when you've coached for a really long time, you know, obviously you've had lots of really cool things happen. I think that as far as the competition part goes, I think the, you know, walking off mats at at nationals with teams that hit, you know, a zero deduction routine, super excited. I'm going to cry just thinking about it. you know, super exciting. I think the other things would be, I would say the school spirit that was created over the time that I was coaching at Legacy um, from where it was when we started until the one we were done, how much it changed, how the reputation of cheer changed over all those years, how important that reputation became was very important. So that was awesome to see. I think one of the things as I got older was seeing my former captains, you being one of them, go on and be amazing coaches. I never in a million years thought that, you know, I mean, I knew you guys could be coaches and you would be great at it, but you were amazing. And it was just a great thing to watch and see and be a part of. So. Yeah. I definitely think that hitting a zero deduction routine at nationals was like the highlight of my cheerleading career. So I think that's an amazing experience. Yep. I do attribute a lot of my coaching to you. So thank you for being such an incredible role model for me growing up and going through cheer. What has been your most challenging experience as a coach? Challenges. So life, you know, life goes on at the same time as you're coaching and your athletes don't always know what's going on behind the scenes because you don't, you know, it's not really important that they do. You know what I mean? Sometimes it is, and sometimes it's not, but I think that, uh, one of them was losing a coach mid year in the middle of the year, losing my coaching partner was probably one of the hardest things. Um, having to take on the responsibility by myself. Um, we had always talked about coaching together forever and I had to let her down because I didn't want to let the team down. And it was a, a really hard decision that affected our relationship. So that was really hard. Um, people will say that it was like parents that were the problem. And yeah, there were some parents and that parents caused the whole issue to why my, my coaching partner left. But, you know, that wasn't the hard part. You know, I think that, I mean, equally as hard again, when you've coached a while, a family learning how to balance everything. Um, that was really hard for me. I had tried really hard to have kids for a long time. And losing kids that most people didn't realize was happening. And then once you finally get one, you don't want to leave them in daycare for 14 hours so you can coach, you know? 
So I think that was probably equally as hard, if not harder. Yeah, I can't imagine having to go through that experience. And I think that prioritizing your family is ultimately important too. Absolutely. Um, What do you think you can attribute to success in coaching? Oh, definitely mentors. I had an amazing or amazing cheer coaches and you know, that I loved and looked up to supportive husband. I think a supportive partner is probably one of the most important things that you could have there. They don't mind that you're practicing all the time or listening to you vent about different things. Um, You need that person um, to be supportive. Let's see. I think that I am personally a, a driven person. And I don't give up ever to a fault sometimes. And I have a really strong work ethic that, you know, I contribute at that came from my parents. And again, that is to a fault. You know, I think looking back at it, I mean, if we want some more advice that we're going to talk about in a minute, but another piece of advice would be that it's okay to take a break and it's okay to have some time to yourself and be, you know, mentally more mentally prepared. Um, I didn't take those breaks and I should have. So yeah, definitely be good to yourself. Get in that self-care and take some mental breaks. Yes. That's a better way to say it. What advice would you give to someone who is just starting their coaching career? Um, if you're just starting your coaching career, um, I, you know, we've all been there and it is hard to do, but find somebody that has a successful program and go talk to them. It doesn't mean that you're going to have a program like they are going to have. You can still have a successful program, whether you do exactly what they do or not, but just bounce ideas off of them, get as much from them as you can. You know, if you had a good relationship with a coach before you, you know, you try to get stuff from them and learn about the, you know, the different traditions and customs and things that they did beforehand. Um, It will make life so much easier for you. You don't have to keep all those, but you can at least, you know, pick and choose which ones you like to keep. And that way it will be less um, headache with the, the athletes. Awesome. I think that's some great advice. What's the best piece of advice that you've been given? I, I was racking my brain about advice, but honestly, I can't remember someone giving me like a specific piece of advice. I know that my mom always said to to be a good communicator and to make friends with the custodians because (laughs) those two things are going to help you no matter what you do in a school setting. And I know that sounds funny and it has nothing to do with the majority of what we do, but the amount of time I spend in the, you know, think about how much time you spend after school with custodians and how much they can help you. I, I, that's literally the only piece of advice I can think of. <laughs> I love it. And it's so, starting to click with, with like all of the coaching stuff now. I'm like, oh yeah, definitely custodians. <laughs> right. I'll make some friends. <laughs> what lessons do you hope that your athletes received during your time as a coach? Okay. So I hope that they became good leaders in whatever they decide to do in life, um, that if they make mistakes, they know how to get back up and move on and be positive 
you know, be positive role models to those that are around them. And um, let's see, just have good work ethic and a passion for life. Uh, I That's, you know, always what I never really thought about what I wanted the cheerleaders in my program to become when they got out of the program until like later on in my career. But, you know, those are definitely things that I hope they are, you know, I hope they're all succeeding and doing well, obviously. Well, that's all the questions I had for you. Hope life is doing great and your babies are great and same. So happy for you and your family. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes. Family is good. And the same for you. I listened to your mom's, uh, the podcast with your mom. Yeah. <laughs> you so great. So yeah, she's um, that was a really good one. Was, uh, I know. I was like, I know which we were talking about the UCA competition. I'm like, oh, I know which picture you're talking about with coach doing the rock hands. Like, <laughs> That's like a core memory in my brain. (laughs) Rock hands is true. Yeah. All right, girl. Well, thanks for including me in this. I appreciate it. And if you ever have any specific things that you need to talk to me about, I'm always here. So I really appreciate it. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the life of a cheerleading coach. To be notified when another episode is posted, visit the link in the show notes to sign up for my newsletter. Don't forget to follow the Life of a Cheerleading Coach on Instagram and Facebook, and be sure to click the listener support button on my anchor page. To be featured in the next episode, use the link in the show notes to leave me a voice message. Thanks again for listening and go make a difference.